0: Before we start the podcast, I just want to let you know you'll be hearing some explicit language, mainly from the actors, possibly from us too. You've been warned, though. On with the show. I'm going to make him an offer again.
1: I feel the need, the need for speech.
0: He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick.
2: Go ahead. Make my day.
0: He's watched the latest Disney
1: movies with his kids. Uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long.
3: You talking to me?
0: Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen.
2: I will look for you. I will find
1: you. And I will
4: kill you.
0: Rent, buy or stream the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen High Sense TV. Say
2: hello to my little friend! The best movies you've
0: never seen.
4: The first rule
1: of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennec and Trevor Long. This is the captain.
0: Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the best movies you've never seen. My name is Stephen Fennec. I am a movie nerd Movie fan, whatever you call it. I watch movies over and over again. I watch all of them. But I'm joined by my good mate, Trevor Long, who's watched none of them. And that's the reason why we have this show in the first place. It is named after him, the
4: best movies he's never seen. Trev, welcome. And you say this is one of your favourites. This is absolute smack bang, centre target, bullseye. I've never heard of this movie. (laughs) A lot of people haven't. We're talking about
0: a Bronx tale. Now, a lot of people that I recommend this movie to, like you, say that exact thing, never heard of it, yet it stars Robert De Niro, Chaz Palminteri, who's a great actor as well, directed by Robert De Niro, we'll get into that as well, and it's just a great yarn. It's a really good tale. It was released in 1993, and it was based on Chaz Palminteri's autobiographical one-man play. Now Chaz Palminteri is Sonny in the movie. You've, so you've seen the movie. Sonny is Chaz. He's that's quite that's, a famous, uh, yes.
4: gangster style actor. He's always he always Absolutely plays those roles. Right. He's in now, uh, he's Godfather called... of Harlem, isn't he? I think he
0: is. Yes, Chaz Palminteri. Yeah, he's he was also in his one of his most famous roles was uh, the Usual Suspects. But talk about that another day. Uh, This was also, A Bronx Tale was also Robert De Niro's directorial debut. Now, we knew Mm. Robert De Niro as an actor. This was the first time he was not only acting, but also behind the camera as well as a director. Now, I mentioned this was Chaz Palminteri's autobiographical one-man play that it was based on. So the story was adapted from his own experiences as a child. He witnessed a murder as a kid as wow. does the kid in the movie. His wow. father was a bus driver named Lorenzo, who's also in the movie. So he's quite close to his life. His real name is not Chaz. His real name is Collodiero
2: oh, Lorenzo
0: wow. Palmenteri. Collodiero, as we will find out, is the young kid's name in the film. So this wow. is truly his early life story. Brought, brought to the screen. It was originally a, a stage play and he was actually approached by several studios to turn it into a film. But what they wanted to do, they wanted to just purchase the film rights off of him and bring in other big stars. But Palmentary he refused. He said, no, no, if it's going to be made into a movie, I want to be in it. I want to write the screenplay and I want to play Sonny. And they're not negotiable. And None of the studios agreed. They said, no, thanks. They passed. But it was Robert De Niro who saw the stage play, who came and saw him and says, mate, whatever you want, we'll do it. I want to make this into a movie. We're 50-50 partners. All of Palminteri's conditions were met. And they shook on it. It was a handshake deal. And they made the film, A Bronx Tale. Wow. So it was... it was uh, sort of a from stage to screen, and I think a, a fantastic translation. Now, as you mentioned before, you'd never heard of this, so you had uh. zero impressions about it. I imagine
4: no. I think that the um, I, I could tell from just the you know the the, the poster um, of its kind of era, um, and obviously Bronx. I, I knew it was New York based, but uh, yeah, man, I, I had nothing. I literally come into this flying completely blind, and I do think that you're right a lot of people listening would be the same. And, you know, people may have heard the name but not watched it, and I think there's a lot of people that just would never have heard of it.
0: Yeah.
4: Good thing about it, I
0: think, being like that, is that it's not built up too much for them. If they've never heard of it, they give it a go, and they're pleasantly surprised by it. It It's not really, uh, you know, there's a lot of hype with movies, and you think, eh, it was okay. But this has no hype. No one's heard. Not many people have heard of it. But I, I, Everyone I've recommended to... Uh, Has has come back and said they enjoyed it. Wow Uh, the the movie did not This wasn't an Oscar nominated film. It was quite a personal movie, as we hear from what Charles Palmeteri went through when he was a kid. But I think this is sort of that perfect example of a a hidden gem. It's one of those little gems that people discover, and it also became uh, I know a lot of people who are gangster film uh, fans. You know, people who like mob movies. This is kind of a mob movie as well, but sort of told from a more personal angle. So mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, that's another appeal for it as well. Well, we're about to dive into the movie. But before we do that, if you haven't seen it, this is your last chance, your last exit before the freeway to watch A Bronx Tale and then maybe come back and enjoy it with us. Or if you've seen it, you can stick around. But if you haven't seen it, you can watch it on Fetch
4: which is what I did, uh, fired up the Fetch box at the EFTM office and uh, used the voice search on the remote to just simply search for a Bronx tale. It, it picked it up straight away, uh, and I was able to rent the movie and enjoy it. Now, there are thousands and thousands of movies on Fetch that you can watch, and the great thing about that is you can, uh, you can make a list of movies you want to watch. You can Then, if you do love something, you can find actors or cast members that you want to watch more of their movies. It's a very deep System of, of movie archiving that allows you to find things that you really, really want to watch. And of course, you, they become part of your library if you buy them, and you can download them onto your mobile or tablet and watch them offline if you want as well. That's all part of the Fetch mobile experience. It's a deep experience, Fetch, and you can get a Fetch box from a whole range of internet providers in Australia. So ring and ask your internet provider. And if they don't have them, go to the big retailers and buy one yourself, set it up ready to go to watch all the best movies you've never seen. All So you've now watched it through we're going to dive through it in a sec but you now that you've seen it what were your first impressions now after you've seen the movie it's it's one of those ones and we'll get through it as we as we get through some of the key parts of the movie but it struck me very quickly that this was going to be one of those gangster style mob uh you know new york and i've become i've become a big fan of that kind of era genre i don't know what you'd call it you know the godfather of harlem those kind of those kind of things I, i really do love i love this kind of this uh, this era I do quite love um, because it feels like it's a historical look back and I get – I'm actually really excited that it's, it's somewhat a realistic tale because, you know, I do love my realism. I, I loved it. I really did. I thought it was a great movie. I I, I was hardcore into it. I think I even cancelled a meeting while I was watching. I went, no, I'm sticking to this. So I'm just going to keep going here. Wow. wow. It Trevor, was – yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's an easy thing for me to do, as you well know. But, um, yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, such a great cast. And it's one of those things that I don't appreciate enough about movies that you do is I when I look at this movie, I don't understand where these people are in their careers because, like, I look at Sonny and I look at Robert De Niro and all that, and I don't understand whether they're at the peak of their career or just coming on. And But it just, I look at them now and I go, oh, I know that guy, I know that guy, I know that good girl, you know. It's fascinating to see now snapshots of people's careers, and, and this, is, this is a cracker. Okay. And your tweet, what would your tweet say on this one? I think I would try not to give too much away, but, you know, New York gangsters is always going to be worth a watch. A Bronx Tale is no different. And with a cast like this, it's a sit back must, must watch. Well, as you
0: know, this is one of my all-time faves. I think I said it was in my top 10 movies. If I had to write my top 10 list of movies, this would be pretty close to being in that top 10 of movies. Uh, it's, I like it because it tells a great story. It has great characters. There's conflict. I love the story arc of the main character. So this yep. young young boy growing up in the Bronx. And also delivers very important messages through the I whole I was movie. just going to say, I... It's
4: a real morality I, tale. And and again, we're not spoiling it because you should be with us on the journey now, but it does that to the last scene. And that's what I, I think loved most about it was, you know, it was a sucker punch right up until the end. And it was it, it makes you think there's some good... This, I mean, I, I read through some of it, but there's some beautiful stuff goes on in this movie, and it's it's a it's a good thought starter.
0: I think too, it's a great movie that I recommend fathers watch with their sons if their yeah. sons are. I reckon. Did Jackson watch it? You watched this by yourself, didn't you?
4: I watched it by myself. Yeah.
0: I reckon Jack. I reckon this would be a movie that you and he should watch together. I, I watched it with my son when he was about seventeen, eighteen, yeah. sort of like trying to teach him the lessons that this movie is trying to teach. I reckon that's a really – that's what I do recommend to, to dads to, to watch it with their sons because yeah, I think right. there's a there's – it's a real message mate. there. Uh, let's move on to the casting call. We mentioned Robert De Niro uh, directed it and starred in it. But also the funny thing about this movie is that when he was putting it together, he, he told Chaz Palmateri, his co-star, he didn't want any big actors in it. He wanted <laughs> genuine first-timers to make it more realistic. Right. So m- most of the parts were first time actors. Like the only stars in it were Robert De Niro and Chaz Palminteri.
4: Yeah.
0: Joe Pesci had a tiny role in it. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci probably played the role as a favour to his mate Robert De Niro. So mate, I need you for three scenes. Just help me out. Um, Chaz Palminteri plays Sonny, as we said, based on his life story. Robert De Niro plays Lorenzo, and it's it's unusual because Robert De Niro usually plays the mobster. In a lot of his movies, like yes. Goodfellas, Godfather, he's usually the and he's monster. He's a complete opposite. He's here. the opposite this type. So I reckon that was refreshing too, seeing him in this this working man, bus driver, you know, faithful father and and you know, loyal loyal
4: husband. And there's oh, so many, as you that. mentioned, first timers in it. But what I'm curious about, not not that you have to go into them all, but how many of them did go on? Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, a
0: few. I, I'll, I'll talk about that right now. Actually, Lilo Brancato, who played the older Colojero. Mm-hmm. he was actually. He was noticed by a talent scout, and for a lot of his childhood, apparently he used to do really good impressions of Robert De Niro. And he was told, he was told often that he looked a bit like him. And yeah. so when he when they, they were approached him when he, the scout approached him, he did his impersonation of Robert De Niro, and he got the spot the the role on the spot. They said, "Right, you're in the movie." <laughs> and and the, and the woman who played uh, Colodro's mother, Catherine Narducci, her name is. Another first-time actress, but get this. She was at the auditions with her nine-year-old son who was – there was an open casting call for the young Collodro. Mm-hmm. So she brought her nine-year-old kid and said, oh, is, is it – they saw that the role of the mother was open. She said, can I, can I audition for that? And they said, sure, and she got the part. So <laughs> she turned up to get her son a job, but she ended up getting the job herself uh so yeah and and as you saw Lilo Brancato and Catherine Narducci uh I know Lilo Brancato was also in the Sopranos uh Catherine Narducci also had like her career continued and she was also most recently in the Irishman with Robert De Niro oh, with uh, you know yeah so she was in that as well so her career went on from this point right uh, we're going to jump into the run through in a moment but before we do that I want to tell you about Hisense, our other great sponsor, and they're great TVs. If you're in the market for a TV, then you should give Hisense a look. They've got a great range of TVs, not only in terms of sizes, but also 4K, 8K. Uh, They've got their ULED technology with full array local dimming, quantum dot color. So the picture quality you're getting, but also the audio quality as well. Their TVs also have Dolby Atmos, so they sound great as well. So not only are you getting a great viewing experience, you're also getting a great audio experience at the same time. So it provides that whole experience for you to enjoy the best movies you've never seen. They do also come in large screen sizes, and our motto around here is go big or go home, baby. 85 inches, I think that's the new normal for a lot of people. So if you're in the market for a new TV, our recommendation is go go 85 inches you're not going to regret it the other thing too high sense TVs all come with a 3 year warranty that means this is a company that backs their product 3 years warranty so that gives you added peace of mind if you really want to enjoy the experience of the best movies you've ever seen watch them on a high sense TV if you want to find out more head over to highsense.com.au Trevor are you ready oh i'm ready we are going back in time to 1960 mm. in the Bronx. I love this sort of the establishing shot. Again, a beautiful use of narration. So the, the yes, the narrates the whole film in, when it's needed.
4: And yes, this it's, it's, it's interspersed. I think which was the last movie we did this, where it was very similarly Stand interspersed. By me. Stand yeah. by me, of Stand course. Stand by me, it's like that. Yeah, and and it's it's that great way of because there's a lot of scene setting early on here. A yeah. lot of scene <laughs> yeah. setting. Where he talks about, you know, this is his stoop and he introduces you to Sonny, you know, he, without needing to, you know, have them act their roles. You know, just think about that first moment, I think, where it's Sonny and his his guys just standing by the the telegraph pole there. And there's just those moments where he's just talking about them and you're learning about them. So he's telling you their name and you're learning about them as well. You're learning about them without them having to act.
0: They're just going to stand there. It's such a great way to do it. So we find out also too that where like he's where he lives, is only a few few doors down from Shea Bippy the bar, and we're introduced to Sunny. We know that there's gambling, drinking going on. Glimpses of neighbourhood. Yep. Uh, we also see his old man for the first time, Lorenzo, driving the bus. And this, yes. this was a funny scene where the kids are trying to scab a free ride on the back of the bus. Remember, he's, I love that. He one, sees yeah. them sticking their heads out, and he sort of. Uh, I love how he when he catches him, he stops the bus. They run. He stops and then he drives off, and he's a little smile on his face, thinking, Yeah, I got you, boys. You know, <laughs> he's, uh, he's all right. But uh, young, we meet also young Kolojiro, who's a little nine year old uh, who loves riding the bus with his old man. Yeah, and man. he's told, Remember, he gets off the bus and he goes, Look, go straight inside. Don't go into, you know, get upstairs. And
4: see, that's so a, it's they, a really relatable moment as a parent. It doesn't matter whether you see, we think about generations changing, right? In the 60s, apparently it was all, you know, free and kids did what they wanted. And, the, there's a lot of that in this movie but there's still that overarching dad you know basically drags his son along on the bus because you know he's he's got he wants to spend time with him that's his spending time with him but it's not like he just says see him, see him mate, I'll be home after work he's like okay you got to go in you got to go, go upstairs it's the yeah. same protective nature that we have as parents just with our kids going to the local shops you know and I you know I think that made it super relatable that he was just a dad yeah, a protective
0: dad, of course. He's yeah. keeping an eye out for him, but uh, he didn't take his old man's advice. Though he sort of doesn't go straight upstairs; he sneaks into the back of the bar. And I love this sort of this short scene where you meet all the characters of the bar. Eddie, the Eddie the Mush, is a degenerate loser. Again, gambler.
4: brilliant narration where it's yeah. you know, the descriptions of them is just so well. It's so well scripted and delivered, but. It's just a really nice way of of introducing it to these guys. I think Jimmy Whispers was another one, and Jimmy it's Whispers, just
0: this Frankie Frankie Coffee Cake, because his face looked like a coffee cake. That reminded oh, yeah. me of Seinfeld. Remember the Drake's Coffee Cake in Sidefield? Yep, yep. Um. So you you he's and while he's describing all of them, his mother suddenly snatches him away and takes him upstairs. But uh, you 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 knew that this kid he sort of sees Sunny, what he was seeing, and he's you know trying to imitate him and. He yep. knew that these blokes were a big deal, but um, he's he gets home. He, his old man comes home, and he says, I think, um, that he serves up a steak on his plate. Where he goes, oh, I'm not in the mood for a steak. And his dad goes, you know how many times I've got to drive the bus for that bloody steak? But then his mother tells him uh, that he caught him at the bar. Your mother told me she caught you by the bar today. I
3: was by the bar. Tell your father the truth. I was by
1: the bar. So why'd you lie? I
3: took a shot. You want to do something here?
1: What am I going to say? Took a shot. Nice
3: try, son. Thanks, Dad. Lorenzo, come on,
1: please. How am I going to keep him away from the boss? Like two doors away from the building. Daddy's right. You should listen to. And him. you should shut up because nobody's talking to you. Give me a
0: plate. Is <laughs> so, a cheeky little. Button. I took a shot. What did you lie for? I took a <laughs> shot. <laughs> a shot. <That's> <laughs> but his old man tells him, "Yeah, so I got a couple of tickets to the Yankee Stadium." You know, he pulls out the tickets. Says, so, "Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go watch uh, Mickey." Because Mantle. again,
4: that's that really. And you see this a lot in American um, movies, you know, it was in bloody cuckoo's nest, but that that absolute passion for sport, which, you know, obviously you relate to, but it's so much deeper than anything that exists in Australia outside of the the upper echelons of passion like you have. It's it's just it's just so deeply ingrained their passion for their local we're, local teams.
0: We're talking the sixties here and yankees were probably or they were on fire that so that was yeah. sort of a really popular time for them mate eh? they were doing really well that's right um, so uh next scene we we see uh, clojo's little mates and they they're given they're given the bloody the fruit seller a hard time remember that they yeah. uh, they were all testing each other you know Who, who's this and he goes oh that's sunny that's for jimmy whispers remember they're all imitating yeah, the, yeah. all the guys uh but then they see i think one of his mates sees the the a bus drive up remember and yeah. a little little black kid in the back of the bus, and the other the his mate saying goes, "What are you these niggers coming through our neighbourhood, You know, so you can tell already there's racial issues. We're talking early sixties here, so yeah. it was a very sensitive time in terms of race relations in the US, especially in in this part of the world in in the Bronx. So we see we see them, then they think they chase after the bus. Remember, yeah. and the old like Lorenzo's home. He says, "Look, come here." Remember, he says to him, "Come here now." And when he's, his mates are running off to the bus, that brings um, Collegero back to the stoop. Yes. And I think that is also when he sees the fight over what he thinks is over a parking space. Yes. And then he sees, sees Sonny come over, shoot this bloke in front of him. They rush all the cars away and Lorenzo snatches him away, takes him upstairs. He hears, he hears the commotion and he says, look, let's mind our own business, but A few minutes later, though, they get a little knock on the door. How you doing? How are you doing? Okay, good. I'm Detective Belsick. This is my partner, Detective Bella. Hello, son. How you doing, ma'am? I'd like to ask your son a few questions.
1: About what?
0: There was a shooting in front of the building a little while ago, and we believe your son was there.
1: Really? Well, he don't know nothing about that. Oh, we feel he does. There were people who saw him. Oh, they're wrong. He don't know nothing. Listen, Mr. Nello, we could do things the nice way or we could do things the hard way. All right? We can go down to headquarters. care what way you
0: do it? He don't know nothing.
4: Daddy, I know everything.
0: So he can't, he gives himself up there and then the next, yeah, well, the next
4: step. This hot, mate, this whole thing is so well scripted and, and shot and everything because there's so much interpretation you could take. Like you say he gives himself away, but is he at that moment already so savvy that he can hear his dad saying he knows nothing? but he can pretend the innocence of oh no i know what's going on so that whatever he's confronted with he can play the game like it's yeah. is it at that point that he realizes he needs to lie or is it down in the minute when he's faced with a lineup on the street by the way yeah um, so they 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 they're lined up along the wall yeah just outside the bar and everyone's gathered
0: around, so every, everyone sees Calodro coming out to the street to ID the shooter, so everyone's looking at him. The whole neighbourhood is you think there. about
4: how slowly this is shot, mate. This is yeah, such it's well a drawn-out. It's, it's really like really worse well than Eddie Maguire on Millionaire, right? It's just so drawn-out because he, every single face he's got to look at and then he asks him, you know, asks him? Him every is single time. Him? And and you don't – like, you, I'm sitting there thinking, is he going to say – is he going to identify him? You just, you're on the edge of your seat thinking – is he yeah. going to do the right What's thing? Yeah. <laughs> Which, and you know, I'm already thinking the right thing here, mate, is to say nothing. Yeah. Like, and this is, this is the moral dilemma, right, of, of today versus then is do you say nothing? Like obviously yeah. today, there would never be stood on a street with the person in front of them and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's bloody fascinating. It's it, so it well is. done. Great
0: shot where they're locked eyes like Sonny's looking at this little kid. The little kid's looking up at Sonny and he says, "That nah, wasn't him. But no. uh, then his dad drags him away. We
4: fooled him, Dad. We really fooled him. Yeah, we fooled him. I didn't rat, Dad. I
3: didn't
1: rat. No, you didn't rat.
4: I did a good thing, right?
1: Yeah, you did a good thing. You did a good thing for a bad man.
3: I did a good thing for a bad man. I didn't understand that. Not at nine years old. All I knew was a rat was the lowest thing
0: anyone could be in my neighborhood. And I didn't rat. So that that was it, he knew he knew the deal back then. If you're a yeah. rat, you're considered a low life in your. And it nature. just
4: shows at nine years old how much you take in about the surroundings. Yeah. But you know, think about that De Niro line there. A good thing good for, a, thing bad for a bad man. Yeah. You can imagine, and again, I'd love to have seen the original script, the original screenplay, and all that stuff. But you can imagine the script said, um, you know, kid says I didn't rat. I did a good thing. Dad says a good thing for a bad man. Kid says I didn't rat. Looking out the window. De Niro's delivery of just that line, right, he, he goes, yeah, he did a good thing, and mm. then he repeats, but he says a good thing for a bad man. I just, man, I, I, that felt so natural. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you watch these movies and you think these people are just reading a script, but then it's the it's the actual beauty of the acting that that didn't feel at all like acting. That just looked like a yeah, father was, and son was, yeah, walking up the stairs. It was so it was good. A great young
0: great little kid, young kid actor, that bloke, too. But what I think oh, that, that line, too, also tees up the whole movie. We, oh, the whole thing. You know that he's going to be little, – little Calogero is going to be in the middle of Sonny and his old man. So yeah. it tees up the rest of the movie. And the next thing we see, Lorenzo on the bus, they go out to City Island and they're talking about baseball. You hear that he's got a passion about baseball. But he also lays a, lays a little life lesson on him too.
4: Do I have talent, Dad? Of course you have talent.
1: you got all the talent in the world.
4: Can I be a baseball
1: player? You can be anything you want to be. Remember, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. You could have all the talent in the world, but if you don't do the right thing, then nothing happens. But when you do right, guess what? Good things happen. You hear me?
0: So pretty and, – and that – what I love is that sort of we, we come and revisit all these little things that are said during the movie. they sort of all, all tied together. Yeah, because
4: at that point you're thinking he's trying to teach him a life lesson, but actually he's yeah. being taught a life lesson by this whole scenario. Exactly right, and, and not only
0: by him, his old man, by Sonny, his his the environment he's in, mm. but uh, the whole thing. It comes into play uh, when he when he after they come back on the bus. You remember this bit where um, one of uh, Jimmy whispers, Jimmy whispers, comes onto the bus, onto onto the Lorenzo, bus. and he offers him um, a, a job, like he offers him cash to run numbers up and down mm. the town, mm-hmm. sort of working working for Sonny. I yep. think as a, I think what this is is a gesture to say, look, your kid didn't give us up. Yeah. We this want to is because you.
4: what you don't see here is it's like a second second movie of the whole from, from Sunny's side. We're obviously seeing this from C's side, but from Sonny's side, it's like, right, that kid, he just saved my life. Uh, what do we need to do to uh, keep him silent but also thank him? And that's like, okay, you go. His dad runs the bus. Just give him, offer him money. He'll be fine. There's no – also, remember, this is a gangster. This is a, you know a powerful man. There's no one that says no to this guy, so it's just assumed he's going to say yes, right? But he also then, yeah, he he says, look, yeah, you know, he, he politely declines, and yeah, you know, just just really
0: illustrates just how you know he, Lorenzo's a straight guy, honest, hardworking guy. Uh, he says, look, th- no, politely, no, no, thank you, and he uh, tells his wife about it. Remember, his wife says, yeah. you know what, we could use the money. He goes, what do you mean? I don't want the, I don't want that sort of money. That, that uh, he's he's really his morals are strong. I, I don't yes. think he's he's not the sort of bloke you can that can be tempted off his, off his morals like that. He's really centered in, in his, on, in the way things should be done. C um, so goes to confession um, and a funny line coming out. We'll, we'll, I'll play that line in the quotes later, the, when he does his confession. And I think the one of the line, part of the line is there goes, Do you know, the 50 goes what the fifth, I can't, don't plead the 50 goes now the fifth commandment.
4: Cause it's like the kid, knows, the kid knows the, the law better than the, the Bible. <laughs> So uh, then uh, the,
0: the next thing, Sonny wants, uh, he, he's want, wants to see Calodro. He, he hasn't spoken to him since, since the yeah. police lineup before. And he meets him for the first time. And he's, he, see, he asks him, he goes, are you afraid of me? He goes, no. And he asks him, look, you know, sit next to me. And then he's, I think he sees he's wearing a Yankees cap. He goes, oh, you're a Yankees fan, eh? And he, he goes, oh, you must have been upset yesterday. So you must be pretty upset after the Yankees lost.
4: Bill Mazeroski. I hate him. He made Mickey Mantle cry. The paper said that the Mick was crying.
2: Mickey Mantle, is that what you're upset about? Mickey Mantle makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. How much does your father make? I don't
1: know.
2: You don't know. Well, see if your father can't pay the rent. Go with Mickey Mantle. See what he tells you. Mickey Mantle don't care about you, so why should you care about him? Nobody cares.
0: That that really rocked him too. That that from I think that you, you hear the voiceover. He goes, "I never, I didn't feel the same way about the Yankees ever again."
4: Yeah, and so it's kind of yeah. It's, it's, it's a it's a great line because you do it's again it's it's now Sonny giving him these you know life lessons and he's it's the first kind of moment obviously because he's just met him where you have this realization that he's about to learn a bunch of life lessons from a bloke who holds a completely different moral compass to his dad and that comes up because the Mickey Mantle thing comes back at him. He, he talks about it with his dad, but you know there is that that fascination we have for you know, a superstar, a sports star, whatever it yeah. is. And you don't realise that there would be one in a million of them that actually, if you met them, would have any care about you. Yeah. You know, and I think it's it really, really – the- I do
0: think it's a good lesson. Yeah. Changed the way you thought about him, didn't he? Next thing we see is uh, Colodiro serving in the bar. Remember, he was uh, working yeah. the tips and playing dice, and he this was a uh,
4: tiny kid walking amongst <laughs> these giants. And you know, it's <laughs> it's so well shot because it's it's made out <laughs> to be so packed, and this kid just barging through, just delivering the drinks. Really well done.
0: But then he starts rolling the dice, member, and down the basement. And I think the mush the mush wants to have a bed. He goes, "No, he goes, I don't even look at your face. Get him in the bathroom. Remember, he puts him in Keep, the bathroom. Keeps sending he him to the bathroom." The bathroom. We'll Ends up with, like, three of them in there. The was in there. The fat dude was in there. He puts the mush in there. And uh, so that, that sort of starts this relationship they have. And he, he says in the voiceover, he goes, I was getting two educations, the street yeah. and school. And Sonny gives him the cash, and he goes, from now on, I'm going to call you C. So they start out as mates.
4: And Is that the moment also that, that he, he he says to him, he says, like, a do- like he, I don't know how much it was, a dollar? And he goes, are you kidding me? Like, he actually talks back to him. Like, he, he kind of says, that's not enough. What are you talking about? Yes, he wants more cash. I just cash you all that cash. Saying, yes, is that it? Yeah, that's right. And, and that's the beautiful thing yeah. is it, that's where Sonny realises this kid ain't yeah. no slouch. He's not just like yes, – he actually right. sees something in the kid there. I love that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. But uh, from that point on, though, we, we noticed that Sonny, uh, you know, takes a liking to the kid. And he yep. sa- he then says, yes, people in the neighbourhood start treating him different. Mm-hmm. The, the, the you know – Tell, uh, remember the bloke in the, the he gets fruit, fruit stand. Fruit. Yeah, the bloke that they were giving shit to earlier in the movie, suddenly he's made, he goes, look, you tell Sonny I took care of you. But he goes upstairs and uh, his old man confronts him. What's this?
4: What's what, Dad?
0: Where'd
1: you get this? Your mother found this behind your drawer.
4: It's mine that I've been
1: saving, Dad. $600 you've been saving? What, not you become a brain surgeon overnight, son? <laughs>
4: tell your father where you got the money. Dad, I worked for it. Doing what? Things.
1: Things? What do you mean, things? What things?
4: All things, no things.
1: Hey, don't lie to me. Just tell me the truth and I won't get upset.
3: <laughs> you
4: promise?
1: I'm your father. Would I say it if I didn't mean it?
4: I woke the crap games and the class gave me tips. Crap games?
1: What crap games? What crap games? What tips? What crap games?
4: I told you will not gonna
0: get upset, Dad. I lied. Now tell me everything. <laughs> so, uh... He's busted. <laughs> young
4: young Cologo is busted. It's such and, uh, a great line for a dad. It's like, I, you know I, lied, I promise, I, 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 promise <laughs> I won't get angry. You said you wouldn't get angry. I lied. I
0: <laughs> lied. But what does he do, mate? Again, a man with a strong moral compass marches back down there, bangs the money on Sonny's table in the back room of the bar there and says, Look, we can't accept it. I I don't we don't want to be involved. First
2: of all, I respect you Lorenzo, you're a stand up guy. We're from the same neighborhood. But don't ever talk to me like that again. I tell your son to go to school, to go to college. You don't
1: understand. It's not what you say. It's what he sees. It's the clothes. It's the cars. It's the money. It's everything. He tried to throw away his baseball cards the other day because he said Mickey Mann will never pay my rent. <laughs> he said that to you? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> That's not funny. Not funny when your nine-year-old kid has a bigger bank account than you do. I offered you a job, but you said no to me. That's man. right, and I say no now. Just leave my son alone, please. Hey. Don't you see how I treat that kid? I treat that kid like he's my son. He ain't
0: your son. He's my son. So immediately, uh, this is kind of the C seeing both sides of, the, of how life's lived. His old yeah, man, honest course, worker,
4: Sonny. I Also, in the same way that Sonny saw through, he saw into C when he rejected the initial cash that he offered him more and more, yeah. I think Sonny sees Lorenzo here. In a different way. He doesn't seem – see, he sees Lorenzo this whole time as a, you know, uh, a, not a no-hoper, but a bus driver going nowhere with no life. But, his what own he, business, yeah. but what he realises is he's actually just a man who's passionate about his family and doesn't yeah. have, you know, desires. And he, he would never have seen line. that before. Because, they, and, and I think you and I know enough of these kind of people, but there's plenty of people who've never been told no in their lives, mm. you know. They're too rich and too famous to have anyone say, "Oh no, mate, you shouldn't do that." Yeah. So that's what Sonny got was an actual truth bomb. Yeah, but I think this this next line I think sums
0: it up for me. One of the best lines of the movie where uh, they've left they've left the bar and young young sees wondering what's going on.
4: Where's my money, Dad? I left
0: it
4: in there. What? How could you do that, Dad? It was my money.
0: That's bad money.
1: I don't want you to have that money, Dad, I earned- I said I want you to stay away from him. Dad, please listen to me. I said you stay away from him. Dad, listen to me. Did you hear what I said? You stay
4: away from him. Sidney was right. The working man is a a sucker, Dad. He's a sucker.
1: He's wrong. It don't take much strength to pull a trigger, but try and get up every morning, day after day, and work for a living. Let's see him try that. Then we'll see who's the real tough guy. The working man is the tough guy. Your father's the tough guy.
3: But everybody loves him, just like everybody loves you on the boss, It's the no, same thing.
1: No, it's not the same. People don't love him. They fear him. There's a <laughs>
0: difference. So it brings great. a tear to my eye, that line. is such, such a really well-delivered from yes. De Niro, but really but sums up what the movie, sort of the theme of the
4: movie is. Yeah, well, because, you know, again, there's whole things about this kid getting this radically, radical education from two very different people. I think we've all had that in life, right? You've got different influences, but maybe not at his age, but you have different influences and you learn to take what you take from each and, you know, it shapes you as a person. But that that line from the kid that says they love him like the people on the bus love you. The kid just sees, you know, two people being worshipped. And De Niro just, you know, cuts him down by just saying it's very different to be loved or feared. It may look the same. But it's very different. Oh, he's learning the lesson. But uh, with next thing we see, eight years have passed. We see older Collodiero now, or C, as it's, he's called. It's, it's almost an instant voiceover, isn't it, where he just says, I didn't listen. You know, it's like, you know. I still hang out with Sonny. Yeah, they,
0: they, you see him at the track with, um, with Sonny. And then uh, I think they've bet on a horse, and then Eddie the Mush comes out and they find out that he's bet on the same horse. Yeah. And before the race is run, he tears the tickets
4: up. He goes, tears the tickets up, zigzag. Well Sonny picks them up, thinking, that, thinking that's crazy, but then realizes, no, nah, it's been jinxed. Uh, um, you know, he sees that guy that owes him money and he keeps avoiding Yes.
0: Him. He ch- <laughs> chases him, but then he sees his old man, remember, on the bus and he's wearing a different uniform. Obviously, there's a few years have passed, so it's yep, 1968 yep. now. And. Um, He's on the bus. He sort of waves him over to sort of come on the bus. He goes, what, are you too old to ride on the bus with me now? And he goes, Sitting behind me like you did when you were a little boy. Remember? And he, uh, yeah. Then he spots then he spots, um, spots Jane,
4: the girl. He's yeah. sort of he's just mesmerized beautiful by girl. her. He's beautiful girl. And he's mesmerized girl. by her. And yeah. it's, it's a great moment because as a viewer, you totally know what's going on here. This is the late 60s. Here's a white kid and a black girl. And you know that that's not meant to be right yeah. in that age. But you can tell instantly that both of them don't care. It's just—it's actually there's no words. Yeah, remember this it's whole bit. It's just they there's no strut, words. I them. Yeah, yeah, it's almost a love at first sight thing, but not so—not so mushy. It's just—it's uh-huh. its a, it's, a, its an attraction. It's really cool. Absolutely. Uh,
0: I think, he, and while he's looking at Jane, he's like dad. His dad's talking to him. He's not listening. He says he's, he's, he's <laughs> just surprised. They then they drive through. Remember when they drop? She gets off the bus and through. I think the Webster Avenue. I think is where they live, and that's the black neighborhood. Yeah, so he sees he sees all that as well, but he sees the guy who owes him money again, owes him twenty bucks, and he sees he sees Sunny. He goes, "This guy, guess well, He owes me twenty bucks, the bastard." So he goes, "What?" He goes, "Do you like this guy?" He says, "No." Nope. He goes, "Well, it only cost you twenty bucks for him, not to bother you ever again." So you got off you got off line. and he sort of said, "Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> a great point. It's <laughs> not, not a bad way of looking at it." <laughs> And then they have a little conversation, sort of he's uh, – I think he asked him about what, what do you do because he'd been in jail. He goes, what do you yeah, do with this yeah. one? He goes, there's only three things you could do, kid. You know, re- work out, uh, you know, sleep or bloody get in trouble. He goes, what did you do? He goes, I read. He goes, I read. He, and he says he read about uh, – read Machiavelli. Machiavelli is sort of the, um, you know, whenever people talk about being a Machiavellian, sort of, you know, the scheming sort of person. So, um, but then they have the conversation, and again, this sort of comes up the whole loved or feared sort of thing.
3: Is it better to be loved or feared?
2: That's a good question. It's nice to be both, but it's very difficult. But if I had my choice, I would rather be feared. Hmm. Fear lasts longer than love. Friendships that are bought with money mean nothing. You see how it is around here. I make a joke; everybody laughs. I know I'm funny, but I'm not that funny. It's fear that keeps them loyal to me.
4: He says again, it's, uh, it it puts them at at polar opposite ends of the spectrum. He knows full well now that his dad, and he, he confirms he, what he, his
0: old man said before. Remember, he
4: that said that don't right. love him; and they fear him. And he was he it, confirmed it, that. It, it. It confirms it, but it also confirms how different their moral compasses are. he's here's one guy, his dad, that thinks that it's better to not be feared and to have people love you for, for what you are and what you do. And here's this other guy he's being strongly influenced by who genuinely believes essentially the complete opposite. Yeah.
0: It's great. Next scene, we see uh, the bikies rolled into town. Remember they rolled into the... Oh, that- far out. Sunny sees the bikes outside the bar. What's, the, what's the, the moment...
4: What's the moment that happens that, that triggers them, that tips them over the edge? Well no, I think no, they first they wanted to stay
0: and he goes, no, oh, no, get out and he goes, oh, no, and then Sonny comes in and he goes, Okay, you guys just want to drink? Sure, you can stay. And he goes, Oh, thanks, mate. They think it's all good. Yeah. But then the, the idiot the idiot bikeys then spray the owner and start acting like dickheads. That's
4: right. And yeah.
0: start carrying on. And then Sunny Sonny decides to take some action. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: oh you again, huh? It wasn't very nice. Now you just gotta leave. I'll tell you when the fuck we leave, alright? Get the fuck away
1: from me. (laughs) Go (laughs) watch (laughs) the (laughs) bite, (laughs) man.
2: Now you just can't leave.
3: I will never forget the look on their faces. All eight of them, their faces dropped. All their courage and strength was drained right from their bodies. They had a reputation for breaking up bars, but they
4: knew that instant they made a fatal mistake.
0: So basically, they get the shit beat
4: out of them. And oh, they big time. And smash their bikes as well. By the way, I love having the Beatles back there. Like, that's a yeah, 1969 right, right. song come well, together. A little, so little bit of trivia. That song,
0: this is supposed to be 1968. The, well, that, that song, song came out, out in 69. <laughs> so it, it must be 1969 now, I'd say. But maybe time has passed. So it's not quite the era <laughs> that uh, a lot of fans of the movie think it is. Uh, next thing we see is uh, Did you recognize the bloke that was ha- showing them the guns? No, I think his name in real life is Victor Lombardosi. He was he's been in the Wire. If you see him now, you'll think, oh, that guy. You, you, he's, he was in Entourage for a few couple right. of episodes. Yeah, that was a, a real young uh, Victor Lombar Lombarzi, I think his name is. But uh, Sonny comes and breaks up. Remember, they're looking at the at the guns. Yep. And Sonny uh, see he's got his little hat on and he looks exactly like his mates and they're looking at guns and um, Sonny decides to break it up.
2: You think you're a tough guy with these guns? Is that what it is?
0: Nah, but after what just happened in the bar,
2: I thought... You thought what? You think a gun makes you a tough guy? Let me tell you something. I see more guys with guns worth the bed than anything. It's when the other guy has a gun and he pulls his out. And then we see who the real tough guy is. Sonny, you don't understand. No, I do understand. This shit is not for you and those fucking kids are going to get you in trouble. Yeah, but they're my friends. You
3: know
2: that. They're jerk-offs. Look at me. Jerk-offs. <laughs> and Slick is the biggest jerk-off all these years. What have I been telling you? Yeah, I know.
3: Stay in school. Get two educations. I
2: know. That's right. Don't do what I do. This is my life, not yours. I do what I have to do. This is not for you.
0: And I think that the only time he's told to stay away from those kids, those guys, his friends, yeah. is yeah. from Sonny. I
4: don't That's think right. his old
0: man knows anything about it.
4: Which, so he, you know, again, goes to how hard his old man's working, right? His yeah, old man's course, working, yeah. long days, long hours, can't see all this stuff going on. And, you know, obviously that loops around at the end of the movie, uh, uh, you know, in in totality. But it, it, it's it's an important kind of moment because then you get this loyalty thing because they go to the fight and they've got these nosebleed seats up the back. They see Sonny down and, you know, his dad can see him looking down there and then yeah. some dude comes up from Sonny and says, you boys can both come down and sit down there. And his dad just won't have it. His dad's like, no, man, I paid for this seat. I don't want nothing for free yeah, in life. That's kind I of fascinating.
0: Colodro was sort of tossing, toss, thinking about it. And he goes, oh, he goes, that's not very nice. He goes, I bought these tickets. If you want to go, there you go. He goes, no, no, sorry, dad. I didn't mean it. I'll stay here with you. There's a moment where he thinks about it, though. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, and it upsets his old man, too. But... um, Anyway, they're back in school, and C sees uh, the girl he likes. Remember Jane? Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know her name's Jane just yet, but oh, yeah. he, uh, he he wants to go talk to her. So he goes to talk to her outside, and he finds out that she's just moved there from Brooklyn. And then he asks to uh, walk her home. Yeah, and then um, he sees, she says, "She Oh, 'Oh, where'd you get that hat?'" He goes, "Oh, you don't like it?" He goes, "You know, but it, it could be better." Remember, she moves right and in she, and yeah. adjusts it, and then she says to him. You got beautiful eyes. Like she he's thinking, well, look at this. I'm I'm going all right here. And so there they start sort of flirting and uh yeah. he I think asks to he asks her out and he asks her he maybe she asks him his name. He goes, Oh, Cologne. He goes, Oh, that's Remember, maybe she's oh, what's your name? Jane He goes, Is that it? Jane? He she thought he he thought she was gonna have this real exotic name. And he's the one who ends up having the exotic name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they walk back, he walks her back into the into the neighborhood and um she says, oh, "I'll see you tomorrow." Remember, then the, all the uh, the people, the blacks in the in the neighbourhood. Remember, they throw a, a bottle at him to yeah. sort of is as if to say, "This is a your warning mission, shot, area. mate. You're not allowed this down off, here. Mate. You don't belong here. Get out of here." And uh, and then they go through. The next thing we see is uh, he's at uh, his mates. I think have started a social club. They see the blacks riding through the neighbourhood. Remember, on the bikes.
4: Yeah, and they bash. And him. Uh, they they, they you
0: know, see, says to him, "Look, they're not bothering anyone. Like, what are you trying to do, mate?" And then they think, "No nah, stuff that." They go after and start beating the crap out of him. And uh, C, I think, tries to help one of him. Goes, mate, stay down. What are you doing, dog? You're going to get yourself killed
4: here. Um,
0: but then the next day is the date. Remember, he meets he meets um, meets yeah. Jane.
4: I love this bit. This is this is where he's he's lining up to meet with this girl. He's he's talking to Sonny about yeah, how he met this Sonny, girl. Sorry, not the date the fact, yet. He's telling Sonny. the fact that she's from Webster Avenue. He says, I like her, um, but you know, he's basically saying, I like her, but. She's black. What do I do? And Sonny's real. Like this is a real. This is the worst moment for Lorenzo that he doesn't know about. But because it's the most fatherly moment of the movie, or the go to school and get get rid of those mates. Nothing to do. Nothing compared to yeah. uh, another bloke giving your kid relationship advice. You know, and, and I think that's a,
0: he was saying. He goes all that matters, kid, is if you love her. He goes when you're both under the covers, if you love each other, that's all that matters. Did yeah. you notice too? Then this whole scene. He was reversing a car the whole time? Yes. You, yeah. look at this scene. He's driving yes. a car reversing
4: through the neighbourhood. Because they're one-way streets. Ah, is that why he did it? Okay. I, I looked at I'm thinking, what's going on? And they're all yeah. one-way streets. One-way. So, so, so if, a, if, if a cop came in, it'd be like he's, looking the, he's pointing the right way. That's, okay. what, I, that's right, right. what I took from it.
0: <laughs> but then he says, uh, you know, when, when he tells her about it and, and tells her about the date, then he also says about the test. She's a good kid, this girl. I don't know. I just met her yesterday, but I hope so. Here's what you do. Tomorrow you borrow my car. You don't
3: lend anybody a car.
2: It's all right. I'm going to lend you my car. I want you to make a good impression. You borrow my car, and then you give her the test. What? The Mario test? Mario. Mario's a fucking psycho. Why do you listen to this? (laughs) You give her my test. You give her the door test. What's the door (laughs) test? All right. Listen to me. You pull her right where she is, right? Before you get out of the car, you lock both doors. You get out of the car. You walk over to her. You bring her over to the car. You take out the key, put in the lock, open the door for her. Then you let her get in. Then you close the door for her. Then you walk around the back of the car and you look through the rear window. If she doesn't reach over, lift up that button for you so you can get in. Dump her. Just like that? Listen to me, kid. If she doesn't reach over, lift up that button for you so you can get in. That means she's a selfish broad and all you're seeing is the tip of the iceberg. You dump her and you dump her fast.
0: So how, right. do you do the, how do you do the door test today? The, yeah, yeah the door 2022 watched, door mate. test. Yeah. Did you give your,
4: this is the door test, mate? <laughs> yeah. But here's what I love about this moment in the movie, because the next the next bit is him talking to his dad. But the critical yes. thing here is, and I think, you know, from, you know, pushing this movie forward is, you've had all these moments where he's got this dad advice, sonny advice, dad, dad, this, sonny, that. But this is him going, right, I, I need to understand where my dad sits on that very thing because he's had this conversation where Sonny basically says color means nothing. It's just what's in your heart. And he asks essentially his dad the same question.
3: I need your opinion about something. You know Joey also from down the block? Yeah. Yeah, he asked me what I thought about him going out with a color girl. What do you think about that?
1: What's the matter? Joey Also, can't find any white girls.
3: It's not a good answer, Dad. What's the problem?
1: You know me. I get along with everybody on the bus, but when it comes to marriage, I just think we should marry within our own. That's all... You know I'm not prejudiced. Hey, Dad, you're not prejudiced. Don't tell me you're not because you are. What
3: would you say if I want to go out with a colored girl? Well, you would never do that. Hey, you never know. This girl might be one of the great ones. I mean, you only allow three great women in your lifetime. You know what I'm saying?
4: <laughs> that was another
0: thing, Sunny. You know the Sunny, sunny the thing. Yeah. Three uh yeah. so she arrives for his date he sees her and but uh she's not real happy because no. she tells him about her brother getting beaten up and calls his brother over and goes yeah you yeah, know, he was he was with him and then he, remember they get into the argument so look i didn't do anything i was trying to help you remember yeah and he then he gets sort of tempest flare and he you know so that was sort of tempest flared and and he sort of you know
4: used the n-word and uh and as soon not as he does that, you, you he realizes like,
0: says, okay, we've out. all
4: had those moments. We've all had those moments, not at this yeah. intensity, but we've all had those moments where it comes out and you go, "Oh, damn, yeah, you know you've gone you've yeah. yeah. gone too far, and he realizes it. But you know he's off then that they've they've essentially the date's not on, but he's still got Sonny's car, yeah, so he drives back to to drop back the car, but Lorenzo sees him out the window, doesn't he? yeah and and so he drops back the car, he goes back home grumpy. But his dad asked him about the car because now he's seen him driving this bloody car. And it's just like it's a real – it's all coming together for see here. How many times do I
1: have to tell you people don't respect him? They fear him. There's a big difference. You want to be somebody? Be somebody who works for a living and takes care of his family. Yeah, you look away. Look, you're my only son. I'm only looking out for your best interest. But you got to know the saddest thing in life is wasting time. Oh, I don't time. want to hear this. You don't want to hear it, but you're going to hear it. I might not have any money. I might not have a Cadillac, but I don't have to look over my shoulder. And I'm proud of what I do, and I don't answer to anybody. My mother and father came to this country with nothing. And wasn't nothing. That, hey, don't you dare disrespect your grandparents. Do you hear me? And you're wrong. They tried to give me a better life, and that's what I'm trying to do. What
3: for- better life? We don't even own a car. We ain't got money. We ain't got nothing. Don't take it out of me because you're a bus driver. The working man is a sucker.
0: So yeah, Tempest Flair there. He hasn't had the best. Uh, he's the Jane. Jane basically said, you know, the, the brother came over and that that yeah. blew up his face, and now his old man's uh, having a having a drama with him as well. But mate, it doesn't end there because oh. once it gets back to the bar, Sonny grabs him. What's going on, Sonny?
2: Ah, after you picked up my car, where did you go? I, I drove around a little and then I went to go pick up Jane. Why? Jane, was there really a Jane? Talk to me, Sonny. What is it, Sonny? If you dropped that car off it didn't start. We lifted up the hood. And there was something on the engine. It didn't go off Now you tell me you tell me how the fuck that got on there and where did you go in my car?
3: I remember I picked it up. Yeah, I drove right to the school and I locked both of the doors just like you told
2: me Don't lie to me. Where did you go with my car? Sorry, I didn't do anything. I swear sonny, please don't fucking lie to me I didn't do anything I swear
3: I just went right to the school and that was it I swear to God, why would I want to hurt you? You've been like a father to me,
4: so that was tough. that Fall was on. a tough call it's tough yeah. and and it's, this it's critical because Sonny's starting to get rid of his mates. Sonny's now yelled at him, and he's now feels like he's lost, so his dad's angry with him. Sonny's angry with him, so the best Jane's thing he can do is Jane's angry with him, yeah. angry with him. so the best thing he do is, is go back to his mates so. His mates call him and he, he goes because he wouldn't. It's funny because when his mates call to go and get revenge on you know they they their little clubhouse, yeah. he wouldn't have gone if he hadn't had the argument with his dad, hadn't had the drama with Jane, and hadn't had the issue with Sonny. Any one of those three things not happening might have prevented him from going with his mates, but he does. They're all cruising along to go and get revenge. He's got Molotov cocktails in the car, yeah, and. It's it's it's
0: yeah. horrible. Yeah, and, and C was dying inside too. There he was saying at the at the time he said, okay, I wanted to get out. I didn't know what to do." And uh, but what ends up happening? Sunny bangs on the bangs on the window, drags C out of the car, mm. and takes him away. So, but when he was in the car, he noticed the, the Molotov cocktails and the, all this fucking stuff going on in the car. He's thinking, "I want out. This is what he am I doing saying, here?" He yeah. kept saying my kept hearing the voice of my father, "Don't blow at C." Do, do, don't, don't do that. Go there, see. And anyway, Sonny ends up coming in and rescuing him, taking him out of the car. Yeah. And uh, when they're in the car, this is the first time they've spoken since he accused him of the bomb, remember, in the car. So yeah. uh, this was sort of a, a, a little confrontation they had in the car as well.
3: I can't believe it. After all this time, you don't even trust me?
0: Listen, it's not that I don't trust
3: you. No, I'm not going to listen. You don't even believe me that there even was a gene. Don't you think it could have been in the car when I picked it up and that me and Jane could have got killed? Never thought that, did you? Don't you trust anybody? No. It's a horrible way to live.
2: For me, it's the only way.
4: Not for me. Again, Uh, so fascinating because, you know, he's meant to be getting these life lessons from everyone and I guess it's life. He's, He's... He's now realising that what he's always seen as being the better life, Sonny's life, is actually horrible because, not, you know, yes, if he can't yes, trust yes. anyone, it's it's not a great way to live and
0: it's now he, he wants to live. He, goes, he said that, well, no, that's not, not how me. I want to live. He says, not for me. But uh, when he gets out of the car, he finds out that the girl came, Jane came looking for him. And so uh, he, he chases after her to see if he can catch up. Hi.
3: My brother told me to choose. You did try to help him. Told you. I know, I know, but he took it out on you. It's okay. I understand how he felt. I'm glad you understand. are oh, you looking at? Mind your own damn business. Get back in your house. It's all right. Let him stare. Give me in. Come on, give me in.
0: So they. The, the, he's, he's not. He he says, "He goes, I don't care who sees us. Yep. You know, he doesn't care. He doesn't care." And then I think he asks. Her, he goes. Then he says, cause, "You know, his mother's Italian, right? He's Italian." He goes, "Can you make sauce?" And <laughs> she goes, "What?" She, he goes, "Oh, don't worry." And then uh, then he remembers that the um, the guys are going to their neighborhood. Remember? So yeah, he's thinking, "Oh shit, where are your keys? Give me the keys." And he puts her in the car, and then he watches and sees what happens. So she's in the car now,
2: the
4: and then she reaches over.
2: So
3: yeah, yes. so <laughs> and he yells out, yes! See, so <laughs> I knew you were one of
0: the great ones. So <laughs> great? <laughs> what I uh, no, get you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I laugh every time. He's loud. Yes! Really loud behind the car. you think, thinking, what's this bloke doing?
4: But what's, <laughs> what's fascinating great. to me about this? whole transition right because we're about to transition into a pretty pretty detailed part of the movie but you know he's you know sunny he's with sunny then the girl's there and she finds out the truth and it's all good they're kissing he's she's she's the one she passes the test and there's no urgency to it this is the only thing i struggle with a bit in the movie is he's realized that they've got to go warn the brother you have got to get in the car but there's not i know that's the only moment to do the test in the car in the movie but it's not like there's any urgency. Be, no, it happened to be that time, but I think he, he remembered that they, they have to get over there. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah, Even in the driving scene here, there's not a lot of urgency in the driving. And I think that that whole realising that he's got to go and stop the idiots from doing the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like I didn't realise what was going to happen. And now now that I know what happens, it's like, dude, you didn't really try very hard. But anyway, it's... It's, not, it's 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 kind of you could call it a plot hole, but it just felt a bit weird. Okay.
0: Or well, I I felt the sort of the, the movie was starting to accelerate from here. So all the small, oh, yeah, hundred All the bad things that were happening to to see. Then Jane passes the test. That's kind of a positive. Then he, then then we find out that his mates they they're shooting up the stores, throwing the Molotov cocktails at the bloody at the at the in the neighbourhood there. But yep. one someone throws the Molotov cocktail back in the car, ignites yep. all the other ones. They all get they all get killed. The car blows up. They're all dead. So he's he he turns up, sees their bodies on the ground, covered in blankets, oh, thinking, that could have been me. Sonny saved my life. And he was grateful. Then he, remember, there was a bit of tension, and the, the blacks that were in the neighbourhood saying, oh, what do you, you know, get out of here, what are you doing here? So he yeah. runs back to his neighbourhood, wanting to see Sonny.
4: And patch so things up. At the point
0: now, yeah, he has, mate, he goes, you saved my life. You wanted to tell him what happened. And... Uh, he, they they go through the bar and he was saying. I remember the the line he used at the time. He goes, everyone was smiling except this one person. It's so well two, shot. This yeah. scene
4: is so well shot because it's a packed bar. There's a lot going on. Everyone's happy as he says. And again, that narration kicks in so well because narration and and the and the shot of this one guy just not happy. It's not, but it doesn't, it doesn't strike you as anger in that moment. I didn't realize what was going to happen at all. Um, it was just like, why is, why is that person like that? And then he just puts a gun to Sonny's head and and blows him away. And it's like, wow, that just happened. Holy
0: shit. Everyone was, everyone was smiling except this bloke who just kills Sonny and, we find out that it was the son of the man that Sonny killed outside his house all those years ago.
4: Man, if that's not one of the greatest script writing, storytelling – yeah. circles of life situations oh, i'll find yeah. me a better one Do you know what i mean it was, it was a bit of a shock. Eh? you
0: didn't expect that to happen it no was quite way. quite a shock in the story and then next scene we see we're sort of near the end of the movie here where it's sunny's funeral open casket lots of floral arrangements and i think um see saying he goes oh everyone all these gangsters think that the bigger flowers that are sent that means they care the most he goes but you know sunny was right he goes he, he didn't he, nobody cares everyone was sort of talking and laughing in the background thinking you know this Blake's gone. We're going to have to move on and work for someone else, sort of now. And I think uh, he was up there by the casket, telling Sonny, you know, she passed the test. Do you remember she the test yeah. that he suggested she passed? I wanted to tell you, you know, you save. He wanted. Oh, he wanted. I wanted to tell you, you saved my life. Yeah, um, but then then we see this is uh, where Joe Pesci walks in. The guy it? walks in. Yeah, we see we see Joe Pesci's character walking.
3: Can I don't remember this? Yeah, the baseball bat. You were got to go here with the baseball bat, right? Yeah, I remember. I was there. I saw the whole thing. I know, kid. Sonny told me what you did. Listen, I've been away, but I'm going to be in the neighborhood now taking care of things for a while. If you need anything, I want you to come and see me at the bar, okay? I think I'm going to give the bar a rest for a while, but thanks anyway. It's okay, I understand. Was that fight really over a parking space?
0: No. So we, I think he asked him that when he was a young kid. He asked the well, first time he met Sonny. he Says, "Was that was that fight over yeah. a parking space?" And that sort of we we all those years later, he's still wondering that. But Carmine, we realise he was the guy who got hit by the baseball bat at the very start. You don't even see his yeah. face at the start, so it's a bit of a surprise when you see Joe Pesci at the end there. But what was touching, I think, to me was that Lorenzo came as well. Dad, what are you doing here?
1: I came to pay my respects to your friend, are you okay?
3: Yeah, Dad, I'm sorry if i ever hurt you in any way.
1: It's okay, everything's gonna be okay. Sonia, I want to thank you for saving my kid's life. I never hated you, I guess it's that I was just mad at you because you made him grow up so fast.
0: May God have mercy on your soul. Hmm. So yeah, he. Uh, I think that was really that oh, was That's that was super, super powerful turn up. Yeah, that was really good of him turning up and sort of paying his respects. You know, it means he's a he's an upright bloke. He's
4: a he's a stand up guy. It's also such a great thing to analyse and look at and go. You know, he's obviously so in between the you know the the bar killing and the funeral. Um, C's obviously told his dad exactly what happened that night because yeah. thanks him for saving his life and stuff. And it's just a – it's kind of an introspective look from Lorenzo to say, you know what, I, I accept that I, I didn't hate you. I just, you know, yeah. I feel like you took away, you know, part of my job and and I don't hate you for it. I just kind of yeah. – yeah, it's it's I a mean, really he up
0: nice – I, I, I love how he says, I came to pay my respects to your friend. He acknowledges yeah. that Sunny was his friend, you know, that uh, yeah. he was there. But um, I think the, the very end of the movie is sort of a, sums up really the whole message of the film.
3: Sonny, my father, always said that when I get old, I would understand. Well, I finally did. I learned something from these two men. I learned to give love and get love unconditionally. You just have to accept people for what they are. And I learned the greatest gift of all. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. And the choices that you make will shape your life forever but you can ask anybody from my neighborhood and they'll just tell you this is just another Bronx
4: tale. <laughs> love so how had movie's in there too, mate. I love but that. you know, what's, what's cool about it is because it's, he's making the point that there's so many other kids that have a story to tell. May not be the same, may not completely cross paths, but there's just so many stories uh, amongst, um, and his, you know, his like, is one of many, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Happening place there, and uh, we that well, that brings us to the end of the movie. And I and again, every, I, I like this movie better every time I watch it. And again, yeah. I, I like it even better after watching it again for for the show. Um, let's move into the. Uh, Did you catch the line? Some really snappy quotes here, mate. I think uh, when uh, one of my early favorites is when Colajero got sprung going to the bar and his old man telling him not to go.
1: I want you to listen to me. Hey, do not go near the bar. Stay on the stoop, but keep away from the bar. When you're older, you'll understand why. Yes. You don't see me go near that bar, do you?
3: Mommy won't let you go there either.
1: What am I going to do with this kid?
3: Hey, I don't know. I
4: got him all day. I'm just kidding. I won't go near the bar.
0: <laughs> he goes, well, Mom won't let you go there either. <laughs> what do I going to do with this kid? Uh, now, here's the confession. Remember when he went to confession? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cold when he was talking to the priest.
4: It's been one month since my last confession, and these are my sins. I missed mass on Sunday twice. I lied about worsening and murder once. I ate meat on Friday once.
2: Wait a minute, can you back up a little bit and see I I ate
4: meat on Friday once?
2: No, not that one. Back up a little more.
4: I lied about worsening and murder?
2: Yeah, that's the one. Do you realize what you said?
4: It was only once, Father.
2: Do you know what the fifth is?
3: Yes, Father, I know what the fifth is. The fifth is I refuse to answer on the grounds
0: that I'm an well, The fifth commandment? He's a sassy little kid, isn't he? Here's another thing. I reckon this explains Sonny why he does what he does and why he he stays where he stays. He says I could live anywhere. I live I could live anywhere, but this is why I'm here. The
2: people in this neighborhood that see me every day that are on my side, they feel safe. Because they know I'm close. That gives them more reason to love me. But the people that want to do otherwise, they think twice because they know I'm close, and it gives them more reason to fear me.
0: That kind of summed up sort of why, because I think at the start, as I said, he goes, I could choose to live anywhere, but I live here because of, of, of availability. I'm around. Mm. People will feel safe when he's around. Uh, now, the, I, I love the end of this conversation. I when he asked his old man about uh, dating a coloured woman, sort of, he was asking for a friend sort of thing <laughs> uh, when, when he asked him about the coloured girl, and uh, I love this response from uh, Lorenzo.
1: Well, you tell Joey also that sometimes in the heat of passion, the little head tells the big head what to do, and that the big head should think twice about it.
0: <laughs> Be careful. But he spr- at the very end of that line. You hear know what he said? He Be goes, careful. "Be careful." He knew it was about him. He knew yeah. he was. He knew he said, oh, Joey also, Joey." He goes. He kind of works out. He goes, "Yeah, it's for you. It's you that he worked it out." anyway let's move on mate a couple of little plot holes I want to point out here how did that happen slash plot holes um one thing um I was amazed at how quickly the police turned up after the shooting oh, I thought the same thing
4: yeah. like especially so
0: the, back in the day yeah so he was shot his old man grabbed him by the arm took him back upstairs I think like mm. 90 seconds later the detectives are knocking on the door what the hell yeah. hang on not just knocking on the door but they had a lineup as uh, also but so here's the thing right they came to Kolojiro's house because they knew he saw something yes so someone must have told the police someone's ratted on Kolojiro so oh. ha- it's kind of you know what how the hell did that happen so whoever ratted on him knew that he saw what happened and almost sort of tried to set him up, almost. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did a good thing for a bad man, as we said before. Now, there's uh, the fan theory too about. Remember, where Sonny was blowing up about finding the bomb in the car. Hmm. Who would you reckon would have planted that? The well, fan the, theory, the
4: same guy that wanted to that, that killed him in the end. Well, the fan theory
0: is actually different. The fan theory is that it was from the bikies. It was retaliation from the bikers. Right, Yeah. So, he remember, he told the bikers, remember me. Remember what what, what I did to you. And his car was nearby, remember? So, Mm. I think they thought, yeah, we'll remember you. And uh, I think he pointed out, when their bikes were out the front, he pointed out, he goes, yeah, watch my car. Don't damage my car. So, they knew where his car was. Things you might not know, Trev. Did you know Robert De Niro had to get a commercial driver's license to drive the bus in the movie? So he actually went and got his Class B uh, driver's license, so passenger endorsement to drive the buses in the movie. So he had to wow. to, be able to drive the bus in the film. He had to get his license. Um, and apparently Boston turned him down for training for his commercial driver's license saying that he wasn't an employee. So the New York Traffic Department happily instructed him and said, yep, he got his commercial driver's license, Class B, uh, with air brakes and passenger endorsement just for the movie. I mentioned also, too, Robert De Niro, usually the gangster in the movie portrays the everyday man in this one, He's so trying to protect his son from becoming a mobster, which is yeah. an interesting little turnaround. Um, when – I love how – remember at the start I said he he, well, he wanted real people in the movie, he didn't want name actors, so a lot of first-time actors. Yeah. He actually found people um, – to just dragged him off the street, literally. And one person he wanted in the movie was the real Eddie Mush. Remember Eddie the Mush, the bloke who was the degenerate gambler? Yeah. Always losing? There was a guy in the neighborhood whose name was Eddie Montanaro, who was the neighborhood loser, bet, you know, betting and losing his money all the time. He played basically himself in the movie. <laughs> Eddie the Mush is actually has a lot of experience bloody being uh, a loser. Eddie the bet, Mush. So he thought, uh, yeah. Let's let you play yourself there. The original 1988 production that Chaz Palminteri did—remember the one-man, the one-man yep. show—it actually reopened uh, on Broadway at the Walter Kerr Theater on, in 2007. So after the movie, the movie came out in '93, yep. and then in 2007 they thought, you know what? Let's let's put the play back on, and it ran for 111 performances, closed uh, nearly a year later in 2008. And wow. Chaz Palminteri still performs his one-man play in 25 cities a year. So he tours the show, and uh, they also debuted a musical version of A Bronx Tale in 2016, no, which was also me. co-directed by Robert De Niro.
4: That's that's a hard no from me.
0: Musical. <laughs> Did you notice – I know you're a car guy, mate. Yeah. Did you notice what sort of car Sonny had?
4: Uh, it was a big Cadillac, it was a, wasn't it?
0: 68 Cadillac DeVille.
4: There
0: you go. Convertible. I, I knew you would have picked that. Uh, now, the guy who shot Sonny in the end, yep. the guy, his name is Philip Garbarino. Apparently, he was the actor who was neck and neck with uh, with Brancato to play the older Collogero. Oh, right. Uh, the, he was the guy, of the other option. So he never got that part. So he got the part of uh, killing Sonny. It's fair, fair come down. <laughs> now, one thing, and you're a baseball guy too, right? Yeah. If you to keep a real sharp look, early in the movie, when it's 1960, Calodro's wearing a baseball jacket, and the lower part of the jacket says the Mets on it. Oh, there's
4: no Mets back then.
0: There were no Mets until 1962. So uh, some sharp eyes out there. At the time... No team named the Mets and no announcement of the Mets until 1962. That is a Bronx tale, mate. I want
4: love to hear your wrap-up and rating. I'm a massive fan. I will watch it again, I think. And I think you're right. I might watch it with Jacko. That would be fun. Yeah, mate, uh, this is a look. 9 out of 10 for me easily. Um, it's very much rewatchable as well, I understand. This is one of those ones I get. I get why you like it. It's a great story. There's. I can see overanalyzing it would be an easy thing to do. Um, I love the, the messages in it, and mate, just just generally, I, I think the last—I don't know how many minutes it is—but from the moment he kisses her onwards, is probably the most like it's just such a dramatic yeah. escalation of a movie and escalation, and then uh, you know res, um, res- resolution. Resolution. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah, really well
0: done, satisfying. or a really satisfying movie. Sort of ties it all all the loose ends together yeah. and. And you learn it's not something.
4: Like he, it's not like he leaves the funeral home and you're thinking, well, are you, are you friends with yeah.
0: your dad? Like, what's the story? Yeah. Like, it's great. That's established, Absolutely right. Well, that's a Bronx
4: tale, mate. I'm, I'm
0: really happy that you've liked that. So out of 10, what would you give that? Did you give us a rating? A definite
4: no? nine. Definite nine.
0: Brilliant movie. I'm very happy to hear that. It's one of my favourites, as you know. Uh, let's cast our minds forward to next week, mate. Next week, a really different movie to this week. Next week, we're talking about Independence Day which is a big sci-fi blockbuster. I know you love those, mate.
4: Yeah, anything uh, with I've sci-fi a, in it, please to, sign me up.
0: I've got your, your millionaire question, though. Okay. One of the co-stars, like the star of the show is Will Smith,
4: right? Okay. Yep. One
0: of the co-stars of the movie is actually a well-known singer, musician. Is it A, Eddie Van Halen, B, Harry Connick
4: Jr., C, Michael Bublé or D Sting No way it's Eddie Van Halen It's it's I think it's too oldish for Bublé he's a more modern uh singer It's it's got to be um Who are the other two choices Sting and Harry Connick Jr it's going to be Harry Connick Jr. because I've seen him in TV shows. He must act ah, as well. So you're-, you're all right. Yeah, you're all right. Yes. Well, well, uh, you've
0: you you looked at that very well, and you eliminated the other people. So well done. <laughs> Are you Harry Is Sting ever acted? That? Is it? Was yeah, there a chance yeah. of Sting? Uh, Sting's been in lots of movies. Oh, okay. He's been in a few movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. But. Um... Uh, as has, I don't think Michael Bublé's been in movies, but Harry yeah. Connick Jr., as you're right, has been in on TV and acted before, and he is the co-star of Independence Day, which was this blockbuster sci-fi movie that came out in the mid-90s, and we're going to cover it like a tarpaulin in next week's show, The Best Movies You've Never Seen. I look forward for us going over that movie with you next week. Trevor, until then... Goodbye, and big thanks, too, to our sponsors, Fetch and Hisense. Trev, looking forward to diving into Independence Day with you next week. Whatever it is, I can't wait.